You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. I'm Jessica Lynn Birdie, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for October 19th. While we as a society desperately try to avoid the dystopian future that so many novels predicted, let's look back at one of the most famous. Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451 was first released on this day in 1953. You're probably relatively familiar with the story of Fahrenheit 451, the title of which refers to the temperature at which paper auto-ignites, but here's a quick recap. In the year 2049, which at the time of the writing seemed like a distant future as opposed to just the year where your student loans might finally be paid off, Guy Montag is a fireman. But in this future, firemen aren't responsible for putting out fires. They're in charge of starting them, specifically in burning books and the houses that hold them. See, in this society, books have been deemed obsolete because they're not as easy to digest as other media like film or television, and therefore not as suited to shortened attention spans, and are considered confusing, depressing, and subversive. Inspired by a free-thinking neighbor, Guy becomes disillusioned with his book-burning career, starts hiding some books on the sly, and eventually ends up fighting with and running from the very firemen he used to work with, eventually meeting up with a society of book-loving exiles dedicated to preserving the written word. Interestingly, even though the words Bradbury and science fiction go hand-in-hand, Fahrenheit 451 is the only novel Bradbury wrote that he considers science fiction, calling the rest of his works fantasy, essentially because Fahrenheit 451 was so rooted in reality. Fahrenheit 451 began as two separate stories, The Pedestrian, about a totalitarian regime, and Bright Phoenix, about burning books. The two themes were combined into a novella called The Fireman, which Bradbury wrote in just nine days on a rented typewriter that he paid for by the half hour. Urged by his publishers to expand it into a full-length novel, he turned The Fireman into Fahrenheit 451 in just another nine days. At first glance, it seems like Fahrenheit 451 is just about government censorship, which is true, but there's a little more to it. Bradbury's inspiration came from a few places. The destruction of the Library of Alexandria, the Nazi book burnings, and a tense encounter with a policeman while Bradbury was just out for a walk were all instrumental in building the stories that would become Fahrenheit 451. But the final spark was the height of McCarthyism. But beyond just government destruction of books, Fahrenheit 451 warns about the passive metaphorical destruction of books due to the aforementioned shortened attention spans required for other media. Which, as an aside, goes beyond just books if you've recently tried to make a kid watch any movie made before 1995. Bradbury wasn't trying to predict the future, he was trying to prevent it. See, it's not that Bradbury was anti-technology. Fahrenheit 451 was more of a plea to just make sure that we don't let books fall to the wayside. And either way, we're pretty sure podcasts would be okay. 
Fahrenheit 451 has an interesting legacy. Obviously, it's considered one of the greatest sci-fi novels of all time, but it's also ironically found its way onto a few banned book lists. Fahrenheit 451 has had a few adaptations, including television, film, radio, and comics, with varying levels of critical success, but one of the most interesting is the Fahrenheit 451 video game. That might sound silly at first, but this is back in the day of text-based video games, so it's almost more an interactive novel than anything else. The video game picks up after the events of the novel, with contributions from Bradbury himself, so it's really a sequel of sorts, but that's a story for another day. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 19th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. Executive Producer, Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry Podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.